Welcome to another Geek Sweat podcast. We bring you hot topics, cult TV, inspirational interviews, and more about the world of film and beyond. And today, it's another cult TV special. Joining us today, as always, are TJ, Neo Geo, our comptroller, MKH, and Cody, Stephen Code, who will be bringing us another cult TV episode on Doctor Who. Oh, and myself, King Dom. Forgot to talk about myself because I'm so modest like that. Take it away, Stephen. We're going to do another Doctor Who cult TV special. This is the eighth Doctor episode, although it's not really... I mean, there's a lot more to what I'm going to talk about than just the eighth Doctor because this is episode is going to cover the whole time that Doctor Who was off the air from 1989 to 2005. So at the end of uh, so 1989, Doctor Who gets cancelled, and um, why did it get cancelled? Uh, did I go into this last time? <laughs> um, Just to re- <laughs> refresh it, um, memory. Well, it was up against Cornish Street in the ratings. The BBC always hated Doctor Who anyway, so they were always looking for reasons to get rid of it. And um, so this seemed like a good time, even though the ratings were actually going up in the final season. Um, so it was cancelled, uh, and that was it. And one of the first reactions to this was, um, well, we get the um, Doctor Who's branching off into different media now, and it, it, it's not a TV series anymore. It become, it's now continued in book form or audio drama form. And the books were, um, they came out in 1991, starring the seventh Doctor, because obviously he's still the Doctor. He's, he's hadn't regenerated at the end of the series. So it's, and it starts, so the seventh Doctor is still travelling with Ace from um, the TV series. Um, so they've taken the seventh Doctor from like his 4D format and put him into a 2D space. Yeah. So he just, okay, cool. Yeah, and the new adventures start in night one. The first novel was actually written by Terence Dix, who I mentioned when we were doing the third Doctor. He was the script editor for um, uh, uh, the third Doctor era. Um, the uh, Virgin books were a lot of the um a lot a lot of the writers that went on to work for the actual series when it came back in 2005 um actually started off on the new adventures people like mark gatis uh gareth roberts matt jones Simon winston gary russell um russell t davis actually wrote a new adventure and this was um I mean this is something that Doctor Who could do that probably not a lot of other TV series could do in cuz you know but it had fans of different ages and when Doctor Who finished there were a lot of creative people who were Doctor Who fans who suddenly wanted to kind of get into it and so the new adventures came along the new adventures were going to be a bit more adult because as, although the TV series had to appeal to a family audience and it was on at 7:30 whereas the new adventures could have you know it's the first time that the um companions really have a sex life Apart from when they were gonna, you know, the only time in the in the old series when um, the characters had a sex life was when they were about to leave the series and they were quickly um, matched up with, with whoever's in the cast. Oh, of so that there's story. a pair then, bonding thing going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, and just this kind of. I mean, the idea of that is when Leela, who's probably the greatest of all the companions, um, she's the um, kind of um, warrior woman who were kind of like. Leather leotards, and she ends up going off with the, one of the guards on Gallifrey and being his husband. And it, it's really is kind of not the ending you want for Leela. But so, and then so the new adventures we've got um, one of 
the probably the best writer of the new adventures was Paul Cornell, and one of his stories for the new adventures would go on to be a uh, an actual episode in the two thousand and five series uh, called Human Nature, in which the Doctor becomes human. Um, he ends up teaching in a school just before the First World War, and uh, uh, and now it's been so that that got remade. Uh, the new adventures carried on until 1996. They were they were um, Virgin Books released them. Virgin Books had already released the target novelizations of the um, of the original series of the stories, and they carried on until 1996 um, with the new adventures. Um, they were kind of controversial with Doctor Who fans because a lot of them didn't want kind of like the adult content coming in and. Um, it was, um, I remember the first time um, the word fuck appeared in Doctor Who was in the um, novel Transit by Ben Aranovich, which I think was like the fifth or sixth book of the series. So, and I mean, just to be clear that the word fuck has never entered the mainstream world. TV series, has it's it? It's never been in the TV series, no. Yeah, so this is <laughs> only in the novelizations. Yeah. And has it even been in Torchwood? Because I know Torchwood was <laughs> Torchwood, the... Torchwood, I think it has, because there was swearing in Torchwood, I think. And what context did he use fuck in the novel? Not the Doctor. Oh, it was someone else. It was just in the book, the word fuck is used. Oh, okay. <laughs> but how is it used? Is it yeah, exactly. used as what, dialogue? What or like, yeah, dark dialogue, yeah. Not, not like authorial Dial. description. No, no, no. And it wasn't the Doctor saying it anyway. It wouldn't so be like... Was okay. someone saying it to the Doctor? I don't even know, no. Because oh, of okay. a situation? Had they no. stubbed their toe on something? <laughs> I can't really remember. Okay. What's the companion saying? Fuck this. Let's just go to. <laughs> let's all go, let's to, go to the nineteen seventies where everyone was smoking weed and everyone was having sex. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. So we had all this. So this was this is what Doctor He was from nine eighty nine to two thousand and six. Uh, it was basically carried by uh, the uh, books, the novels, and also the the comic strip, which would appear in. Um, uh, Doctor Who magazine. The comic strip is quite legendary in Doctor Who terms. It started off, I think, the first proper Doctor Who comic strip was uh, Tom Baker, but the, there were ones before, but kind of more child, childish cartoons, kind of like um, the sort of thing you might see in Beano, if the Doctor was in Beano, you know, the kind of quite superficial adventures with uh, probably often with him being called Doctor Who in the um, cartoon strips. Um, but during this time, there was um, increased impression on Doctor Who, on BBC to bring Doctor Who back, and when they did finally decide to get around, they it became a joint production with the Fox <coughs> Network, and so the, they cast. Um, there was a lot of rumours about who's going to become the Doctor, and it eventually ended up with Paul McGann. Paul McGann. Of course, is probably best known at that time for his starring role in With Now and I. He's um, he was born in on 14th of November 1959, which his... is also my birthday, but not in 1959. Oh wow, okay. Unless you were time traveling, could be. Almost in a kind of like, uh, was it Back to the Future? Style? He's from Britain's <laughs> version of the Baldwin brothers, the McGann brothers, <laughs> and um, there's four of them and. Uh, yeah, because the thing is, he was like, um, I mean, not just because it's the Baldwin brothers, but there's, they're kind of like a small family dynasty, which is kind of like almost destined to kind of stay on TV and theatre for some time, wasn't it? Yeah. 
So, Paul McGann, the, uh, the eighth doctor, um, the master was brought back for um, the TV movie, and the guy they got to play the master is uh, Eric Roberts. Hilariously. Of um, <laughs> Eric Roberts' fame. Um, Can I say something about Eric Roberts? Yeah. And this is probably a good callback for Back to the Future, but doesn't. No, I'm thinking of Eric Stoltz. I'll shut up now. Sorry. Because I think I was thinking like he <laughs> yeah, was in a bad Eric version. Stoltz, but yeah. Eric Roberts is the brother of Julia Roberts. Ah, and he's yeah. a notorious Hellraiser. <laughs> um, a biography of Eric Roberts would probably be more entertaining than most of the films he's been in. <laughs> Jesus. So it says here he was in two episodes. Is that true? Paul McGann. Two story. Well, two part. Okay. It was a two part I was going to series. explain that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Doctor Who came back in 1996 and it was an 18, no, actually 70 minute, 70 minute movie. Um, it's an American co-production. It was filmed in Vancouver. And the biggest mistake, I mean, they made a lot of mistakes with this film. But the first one is that they brought back Sylvester McCoy to play the Doctor at the beginning so that he would have a regeneration. That was a mistake. Into Paul McGann. And it's a mistake because... If you know, you know, it's meant to, the whole thing about this movie was that it was going to launch in America and then Americans going to love it. And, you know, so they, um, it was up against Roseanne that night, I think, on TV. But like a, it was oh, like a, that's like no, a but, top it, show. but it was, a, it was like a big Roseanne episode. It was something. Yeah, but Roseanne was like big before yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that was, um, the bar they set. So it's, it's hey, very much. Boom, boom. Hey. He'll be ah, here yeah, all yeah, night. Well <laughs> so it's set in San Francisco. <laughs> One of the first things that happens is that the Seventh Doctor gets um, uh, well, shot by some Chinese triads. And like then you, you think, do. this isn't this Doctor Who anymore. <laughs> this is a bit weird. So this, this was obviously influenced heavy by the, yeah. the the American money they were now funneling into this, yeah. and this they British also, establishment. I mean, looking back, what they should have done is just brought Paul McGann in and said, this is Doctor and can carry the venture straight on. But the first 20 minutes is basically caught up with Sveston McCoy. Sveston McCoy gets shot. Sveston McCoy goes to hospital. The, per, the, the surgeon that's working on him gets confused about his physiognomy. <laughs> loses her way in his body and kills the doctor basically and then we have the weirdest regeneration scene which is one of those ones where like the face starts morphing and until it kind of turns into the other face there's no sort of bright light and then the face changes um were they influenced heavily by terminator 2 at this time i'm guessing yeah i mean it looks good the thing about it when it came out was terminator 2 was 1991 wasn't it or nine ninety one. And well, this yeah. is 1989 when it came out, doesn't it? This isn't 1989 when it came out. It's 1996. Oh, it came out in yeah, 1996. Okay. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It got stopped in 1989. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. I'm awake um, now. So, oh, I've completely lost my thread. Um, you didn't like how <laughs> they, they shifted the, the, the graphics. So, changing doctors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, they, I mean, the regeneration sequence is fine. Yeah. on that sort of thing. But there you go. But they waste 20 minutes of the story just trying to kind of get across okay, this is the Doctor and now he's changed into this Doctor, which if you're kind of an audience and you've never seen Doctor Who before, it's kind of confusing because you've just been spent 10 minutes with this act, with this character. <laughs> with the, who's meant with to the be, seventh and then Doctor. Suddenly, oh no, he's gone now. There's another one here. So it's a mistake. If, if you remember in 2005 when Doctor Who came back as a, as a series, Christopher Eccleston is straight in there. There's no regeneration scene between him and Paul McGann. He's just straight in, Christopher Eccleston. Everyone is straight in from the beginning. Everyone knows what's going on. Whereas in the movie, it was kind of 
confusing. Well, well to um, be fair, would you want Paul McGann back after that atrocious movie he just starred in? Yes, because that was the thing about the movie, is that by far and away the best thing about it was The Eighth Doctor. Paul, Do you think Paul so? McGann's brilliant, yeah. Uh, I, you know so what? Paul McGrann was brilliant as the Eighth Doctor, or yeah. the movie was brilliant. No, the movie, no, the movie was shit. The movie yeah. was awful. Like, yeah, I, I was. But surprised Paul McGann gave his all to the yeah. character. Yeah, I yeah. was shocked they brought back Doctor Who after that film. Yeah, but that film was that bad. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I remember watching it. Was it like a thing where it came on at Christmas and then at New Year's? Like, no, it was, it was one parts. episode, seventy minutes. It was on at Easter. Can they split, <laughs> and can they split up in two wrong. parts? Though, so no, one part. Okay, okay. the whole film. Okay. <laughs> I remember yeah. seeing it in two Although parts. Although the Hungerford Massacre had happened the week before it... It, it came it, out? Yeah, so which meant that it. they had to edit out a lot of the triad scenes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. That sounds a bit strange. Which is um, disappointing, obviously. Yeah, well. To be fair, you didn't, you didn't want that film and, in two um, parts. And then you've got, uh, I mean, Eric Roberts. I, I really like him in, in the movie. Why uh, is that? He, it's a very it's over a bit the top, cheesy. kind of as camp as Eric Roberts gets, I think. Okay. Can I um, ask there, there's, 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 there's an almost homoerotic um, relationship he has with his young uh, assistant, assistant Chang Lee. Oh, right. And, uh, Wait, her name is actually Chang Lee? No, he. Oh, he's he, actually named Chang Lee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chang Lee nicks all the doctor's stuff at the beginning of the film and the okay. master. To help the kind master. Of gets him. Yeah. Okay. Well, not to help the master, just because he's a thief. Oh, right. And then the master finds him, gets all the stuff back, and then pretends that the master, that the doctor has stolen the master's body. Yeah. And so they have to find a doctor so that the master can get his body back. Amazing. It's, it's, it's easily followable. Yeah. Can, can I say <laughs> something? Because I don't think you've actually mentioned it so far in this Colts TV series. What does TARDIS stand for? Time and relative dimension in space. Okay. <laughs> Can I ask another question? Yeah. What the fuck is he wearing in the film? Oh, okay. The so there's a scene. Well, another problem with the film is it kind of kept shouting back at the old series. If you say, look, this is Doctor Who, this is Doctor Who. So there's a scene where <clears throat> the newly regenerated eighth Doctor is walking around in a shroud. And um, he's going through lockers. And in his first locker, he finds a big long scarf. Mm. It's kind of, oh, right, yeah, Tom Baker. But he finds... Um, so that's a callback. Yeah, because it's happening on New Year's Eve, this, this adventure. Oh, that was So it, everyone's going to a New Year's Eve um, party later. And someone's going as Wild Bill Hickok, the cowboy. And that's what the Eighth Doctor is dressed as. That's He looks like someone that owns a massive plantation in the 1700s. He looks atrocious. He looks like that character <laughs> that... Um, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio plays in Django Unchained. That's actually. what I meant, yeah. yeah. You, just, you yeah. just added a name oh. to what I just described. New Tardis. No, but I'm, 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 just, I'm just doing a callback because we mentioned Django Unchained earlier. <laughs> the, the first big proper redesign of the Tardis also happens yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Whereas in What's the, the old With again? those candles. It's a bit phantom of the opera. Yeah, it's a, it's a cathedral-like Tardis. Yeah. Oh, What's the Tardis like, stand for again? Time and relative dimension in space. Okay, cool. Why? What's going on here? Because you said it really quickly the first time. Oh, okay. And is he wearing a wig or is that his Yeah, hair? yeah, that's he's that's wearing a wig. That's a fire hazard with all those candles he's in wearing the wearing a wig. TARDIS. Yep. Can, can the TARDIS catch flames? It can, in it? Because I've seen explosions in the TARDIS. Do they have a fire extinguisher the TARDIS, on the TARDIS? Um, but, uh, maybe. I don't think they have a the fire extinguisher, but I've seen it. Remember, you, remember, you wouldn't want to have TARDIS naked kind of flames living, next so. to equipment, You mean you? a time yeah, and relative exactly. dimension in space? Americans are so irresponsible, I'm telling you. Um, so, in... Did he fight the Cybermen in that film no, as well? No, he, he oh. fought the Master. Oh, okay. Yeah. And did they actually call him Doctor Who? Because I can't remember. No. They just called, called him the Doctor. Doctor. Okay. If they called him Doctor Who, it wouldn't be canon. Because no. that's not his name. 
I know that, but that's you know, why, that's it, why the we, films if, aren't if, canon. If you're trying to f- <laughs> uh, like spoon feed Americans, you might yeah add that in. I so they um so this movie was broadcast um. As a fan at the time, I kind of liked it because I'd never seen Doctor Who look like that before. And I thought, well, you know, that looks good. Because it did, you know, its effects and, the, you know, the, uh, the cinematography and stuff. The, the budget was much bigger than Doctor Who had ever had before. So these were the so best suddenly, special effects. Yeah, so, and there are funny bits in it. And there are, you know, it's not a complete disaster. But it wasn't enough to get a TV series. And then Doctor Who was back to um, kind of... Um, you know, just waiting for someone else to kind of... They had a go at bringing it back. It didn't work. So then a couple of years later, Stephen Moffat wrote um, The Curse of Fatal Death. And The Curse of Fatal Death was um, for comic relief. Um, yeah, Trevor. What was Paul McGann's take on the success or non-success of The Eighth Doctor? He was disappointed, I think. He, he would have loved to kind of done it was in the series. Was he a massive Doctor Who fan? I wouldn't say he's a massive... I mean, the only... Only Colin Baker and... David Tennant have been massive Doctor yeah, Who fans I, before. I they David Tennant was okay. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, I wouldn't say he was. Sweet. I remember a quote from um, Paul McGann at the time. I remember reading an interview with him and he said, I don't want to be the George Lazenby of Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. As soon as he said it, like his yeah. fate was sealed. Because he's, he's always going to be the doctor. He's always going to be the actor that played the doctor the least times. Isn't he? Yeah. No one's played it less than one. Well, no, yeah. no. John yeah. Hurt. Oh, yeah, the mm, War Doctor. Yeah. Kind of, but it's like John Hurt was like just passing through, wasn't he? Really? <laughs> was he still <laughs> what a do doctor? You mean, he was still the doctor. Yeah, yeah but the thing is, it, it wasn't his Doctor Who series, was it? No. Because no. he, he was writing off the coattails of somebody else being the main doctor, whereas this guy was the main doctor for, yeah. and it flopped it. Yeah, so I mean, so there was no, so any plans for t- for actual series to carry on for the movie was was fl- was um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Cancelled, and um, we went on to and that was the end of the eighth Doctor until 2013. In 2013, it was Doctor Who's 50th anniversary, for, and it's it's a normal kind of thing on anniversaries to get old Doctors back and put them all in the adventure together. This didn't happen in 2013, mainly because people like, well, especially Colin Baker had aged quite a bit that to stick him back in his costume would look a bit ridiculous. So they decided to just use doctors from, so it was Tennant, David Tennant, Matt Smith, and a new doctor called John Hurt, not yeah. called John Hurt. No, a new doctor played by John Hurt called yeah. the War Doctor who exists between Paul McGann's doctor and Christopher Eccleston's doctor. Is, is he is he spindled spinned off into a different timeline? Is that what it is? No. What happens is that bef- after the TV movie, but before the new series, there's a time war between the Doctor, wow. between the, the Daleks and the Time Lords, and he's stuck. And in it. it's the War Doctor that it's the Doctor during the Time War. Wow. So after the Time War, he regenerates into Christopher Eccleston, but before the Time War, Paul McGann regenerates into him. And in 2013, we had a short film called The Night of the Doctor, in which Paul McGann returns to play the regeneration scene as he turns into John Hurt. But does this mean that John Hurt has seen more bloodshed than all the other Doctors because he was involved in a time war? Well, that's war. the thing, because he had to kill when he was the Doctor, so he w- wouldn't refer to himself as the Doctor. Oh, so wow. he doesn't get a Doctor number. He's not like... He should be like the Ninth Doctor, but he's not. He's the War Doctor. That's Interesting. crazy. 
<laughs> that would have made an amazing film. Which yeah, exactly. Will sadly, never happen now. Yeah, it, it would never happen now because John Hurt has died. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's but it would have made an and amazing then, feature film. So after the t- after the TV movie came and went, we then had the next big Doctor Who thing was um, the Curse of Fatal Doubt. Oh, I should have mentioned that the the book series that Virgin I was the talking about earlier. Novels. They, Virgin lost the license after the TV movie because the BBC decided they wanted to make some money off Doctor Who. Yeah. So that they relaunched the book series. Um, this still... is Richard Branson's Virgin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So BBC got back the license to make books. So then we have the Eighth Doctor novels, which they carried on until basically 2005. Can I say some of these titles? Because I'm not sure yeah. if they've got the themes here, right? But it says you've got, it seems like you've got Sabbath and Parallel Times. Um, the Gallifrey Chronicles, and um, I think it was Amnesia on Earth. Is are these the store the novels from the Eighth Doctor? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, these are um, Paul McGann did a lot of audio adventures. So the audio big Finnish productions they started to do um, Doctor Who um, audio plays in nineteen ninety eight. So originally they had Peter Davison, Colin Bacon, Sylvester McCoy there yeah. to do the, so they did adventures with those three. And then um, obviously, and Paul McGann. So the Paul McGann so audio Paul McGann, stories were seen as the new Doctor Who then. So Paul McGann has voiced um, Doctor Who. Oh, he's audio. done a lot of Doctor Who, just not on TV. Did he enjoy it? Yeah, he loves Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, no, did he enjoy the audio series? Did he feel like that yeah, kind yeah, of made yeah, up yeah. for yeah. the TV movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a Doctor yeah. Yeah. he's not looked at down at in Doctor yeah. Who world yeah he, okay. he did a lot of um, audio dramas and then of course Tom Baker he he eventually decided to do some some of the audio adventures so these adventures would go back to Doctor Who and kind of exist <laughs> between televised stories excellent so between this story and this story this might have happened backstories yeah and okay. this is what a lot of the uh, how the episodes are um, uh, in 1998 on Doctor Who's 35 you know, thirty-fifth anniversary. Um, it was uh, on Children in Need Night. Was broadcast the Curse of Fatal Death, which starred uh, Rowan Atkinson as the Doctor and Julius Julius Sawala as uh, his companion, and Jonathan Price as the Master. And this was obviously a comedy, a comedy in which the Doctor regenerates six times, turning from um, uh, Rowan Atkinson into Richard E. Grant into Jim Broadbent, into Hugh Grant, and finally into Joanna Lumley. Okay. And at the time I thought, this is the, this is the BBC trying to kill Doctor Who off really quickly. Because they're trying to <laughs> Doing make all, it too all 13 pop. Doctors, getting all done, and then at the end the Doctor goes off as Joanna Lumley with the Master. Yeah. As, in, as a romantic partnership. But hasn't Joanna Lumley being a Doctor preempted the fact that there was a female Doctor anyway? Is a female. Yeah, but no, because that, that's not a real timeline anymore. Yeah. yeah. But isn't the 13th Doctor a female Doctor now? Yeah, so she doctor is. is. And yeah. Joanna Lumley, who would have been that 13th Doctor she in the... She would have been the 13th, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it they may of, have known yeah, what they yeah. were doing. Yeah, and so... And the last thing before before the show came back in 2003 on the 40th anniversary, they released an animation uh, starring Richard E. Grant as the Doctor and Derek Jacobi as the Master, travelling together in the Doctor's TARDIS. With the Master, uh, I'm trying to remember, he's he's an android in this. He's only got his head left and the rest of his body is robotic, I think. And that was for the 2003 uh, 
40th anniversary. And then, of course, 2005, what had happened is that Doctor Who fans had started being, had started actually doing something in the industry. So, first of all, you got someone like Russell T. Davis, who broke into, I mean, he did a lot before. He was actually behind um, Why Don't You? Okay. You know, the Why Don't You? Switch why off your TV and you, go and do something less boring don't instead. You switch off your he used TV to write that. set, do something less boring <laughs> He said. wrote that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but his big breakout hit was obviously Queer as Folk, which is the first, you know, full on de- depiction of homosexuality on British TV. And, you know, with, the of, Irish actor, with the Aiden Irish actor, Aidan Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he was, so obviously he became so, and I think his next series was Bob and Rose, which is about Alan Davis. I think a gay man falling in love with a woman. Okay. And he also did Casanova with um, David Tennant. I love that before show. Before that, yeah. So he was kind of, he was making waves in TV. Then you got the League of Gentlemen, you got Mark Gatiss. And Mark Gatiss used to do a lot of kind of Doctor Who spin-offs. He used to do some old videos, Doctor Who spin-off videos. He wrote some Doctor Who novels. So then he was involved with League of Gentlemen. League of Gentlemen came big, so that was cool. Then Stephen Moffat, obviously he came to prominence through Press Gang. But and then came on to um yeah um and coupling so then you you got people like that who are kind of making the way in TV and so it, 2005 seemed to be the right time to bring it back and it was Russell T Davis who was given the job and um that was what Doctor Who did in its 16 years of wilderness. <laughs> quick question, quick question before before we wrap up, uh, would you have given him more episodes? Paul not if they're going to use the same production team but if I'd love to see kind of him do a series but like a proper series like a British based series great and that was Cult TV as ever with our Cult TV expert Cody cheers also joining us tonight were MKH thank you TJ thank you myself King Dom and as ever our fantastic comptroller Geo see ya (laughs) 